welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company's podcast. And with me today is an amazing guest who's going to answer all of your questions that you've been dying to ask about websites. We know we've been getting the questions. You had a lot of technical uh, questions that, that have come in about websites. And while we build websites and we work with other partners to build websites, so I got an expert on the call in order to take all of your questions. I'm going to grill them. You're going to get all of the answers you wanted. But first, let's get to know our guest a little bit, Matt Koenig. Welcome to the Ponderings from the Perch show. Well, thank you, and happy Friday the 13th. I know. (laughs) We're hoping all the technical glitches just stay away. But um, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be podcasting on this day. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you managed to pronounce my name exactly like everybody does, except we pronounce it Koenig. Koenig, really? You and I, I guess, you know, you and I have had such a long uh, relationship online, you know, writing emails back and forth. I never knew that. That is absolutely crazy. Well, yeah, it's hard hard to pronounce it in an email. Okay. All right. Well, (laughs) I did, you know, I did uh, go to boarding school in Germany. So when I look at that, that really looks like Koenig to me. Yeah, so that's that's how it most often gets pronounced. Okay, but. well, see, we've already yeah. learned so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the what is the origin of that name? That's a good question. Oh. Um, I want to say my my family came from uh, old Czechoslovakia. Oh, okay. At least that's what it is. Yeah, right. and my dad always used to say, "Oh, that's German for king." Yeah. See, it looked it looked German to me, but see, maybe that's yeah. why you have to have the right pronunciation based on the origination. So well, now we've yeah. got all of that settled. <laughs> Tell us something fun about you. You know, I do love hearing about your trips, about your your tons of travel. I know some of your family, so I know that you definitely get around the world uh, doing some really cool travel. So tell us about just some fun stories or some of the best places you've, you've been. Well, since my wife is from Indonesia, uh, we, we spend most of our time overseas in Indonesia. So we actually just got back from three weeks in, in Bali, which was uh, incredible. Oh, yeah, that wasn't uh, rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it was really rough. You know? you know, when you've got your own villa and private pool, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. See, now I now that I pronounce your name right, I feel like our relationship's growing closer, and I just need to find out if it's close enough to actually use your villa in Bali. <laughs> well, when we were there, we uh, I'd always on my Instagram, I'd always seen this um, this image of this. They call it the T Rex. Mm-hmm. It's like this beach, and and it's got this uh, this rock outcropping. And if you look at it from up above, it looks like a T Rex. And I was like, well, you know, I was always seeing that. I was like, one day I want to go there. So while we were there, I was like, well, how do we get there? And so we took the speedboat over through the ocean to this island and rented a car and driver and voila, saw it. Oh, man. It's like you must have the most amazing bucket list then. Yeah, I like to spend more time over there. Yeah, well, also Bali is a great launching point to a a, a whole another side of the world that, you know, it takes so long for us in the U.S. to get to somewhere like Bali that it, you know, you, you, if, unless you're staying in Bali for a while, you're not going to get to see all the amazing, amazing places around it. So do you guys sometimes take like extended trips out to Australia or New Zealand? Do you even go that far and use that as a launching point? We haven't, um, mainly because, you know, my wife's family's there, so mm-hmm. we like to spend as much time with them as we can because, you know, sometimes it's it's a few years before we, we can get over there. Mm-hmm. Now, you actually live in Eugene, Oregon. So, yes. and obviously you do work all over the world, especially as a, a coder and a designer. But let's get into that a little bit. Um, how long have you actually been doing this work? 
uh, for about the last four plus years. Mm-hmm. Um, got into building websites. Um, started my my MK web development. Um, I like to say that I build relationships first, and that result in the website. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been doing that, uh, specializing in WordPress sites. Um, I'm an expert at the the Divi theme, which is really popular these days. Uh, but also worked Isn't with it? all kinds of other it, themes. It is and really one of the most popular themes. It is, and it's. I think it's primarily because it's so easy to use on the back end. So people really like it because it's it's easy to to build with and design with. But you know, along with that uh, ability comes some some drawbacks it's not necessarily the the fastest uh, speediest theme mm-hmm. so well let's in, in this show a lot of times what we do is we pull the curtain back and kind of get behind the scenes and i don't use a lot like to use a lot of jargon because i like to make sure that people who are entrepreneurs starting businesses or really trying to manage some of their own or make some good marketing decisions with their budget that they have that they're really clear what it is we're talking about so already we've kind of launched into this idea of a theme or a, a template and that was actually one of the questions that um, came in from our listeners about what is really the difference between a custom-made website and a a web designer actually using a theme or a template to build something out for you. So let's start there, and then I'm just going to go down and grill you because I know I sent you some of the potential (laughs) questions that, you know, our listeners are asking, and then we're going to get really technical with you. But let's start a little bit more specific, I mean, more broad about, you know, what is the difference between a theme and a custom? And then also let's, let's break that down a little bit what you mean when you're saying the back end because everybody uses that term in our industry we know what we're talking about but some of my listeners um you know need that reassurance that kind of uh you know confidence when they're talking to people about you know are we using the same language here so let's start with templates okay uh well a template is let's say you got your website and um you've got uh so you say you were using words Word, WordPress, the template is the kind of the, the framework or the structure that each of the pages are built on. So you can have uh, different templates for your post types, which would be like your blog articles. You could have different templates for your pages, uh, which would be like, you know, your contact us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the, all the normal pages that you have. Okay. Um, and, and you can custom build those. So you can take, you know, kind of the default um WordPress template and add on to that, customize it however you want to change the layouts. That requires, you know, using some HTML, some potentially JavaScript, maybe knowing a little (laughs) PHP, you know, some different languages to, to kind of make it all work. Right. But for a business starting out, maybe wanting a more simple uh, website, more predictable, I guess we might say websites. Say, look, I need the basics. I need to have a home page. I need to have an about us page, a contact us page. This really gets them there a lot more, a lot quicker. Correct? Uh, well, yeah, I guess so. I mean, the difference would be with if you just go with a theme, you know, mm-hmm. and there's like literally thousands or maybe tens of thousands <laughs> of different themes out there. And you know, you look for one that, that kind of has the the layout and and everything that you're looking for. That kind of 
to me, in my mind, that kind of gets you down a little bit further down the road quicker mm-hmm. because because it's already built. Mm-hmm. And then you can add on your own customizations to that right. uh, as you go along. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned that you specialize in WordPress. And uh, do you find that that's the only thing you're being asked to do? Primarily, that's what people contact me about is, is building a WordPress site. Mm-hmm. What are the security implications with the WordPress? Is that one of the reasons why you, you really default there? Um, it, I mean, they they build it. It's designed to with a lot of security built in. But there's a lot of things that you know you need to do on top of that to keep your your site secure. WordPress, being that it is probably the most popular uh, CMS or content management system in use, you know, obviously that that puts a bullseye on it right, for hackers right. who wanna <laughs> wanna break in. And I, you know, if you ever used like a WordPress firewall plugin such as WordFence, mm-hmm. and and they've got like a live a live feed in there that you can actually view in real time who's hitting your site. It's amazing the number of of bots and oh, things gosh. that are are hitting your site almost constantly. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Okay, we're going to get into security at the very end because it gets crazy technical. So I'm going to go to some of my my most my most um, often uh, asked questions, and a lot of them, uh, no matter how people phrased them, had to do with. Uh, I could maybe phrase it this way. Oh my gosh, why is my website so slow? (laughs) So let's start there because you and I like talking about the back end and how we can make it easier, how we can communicate better with the client so that we can design what it is they want. But at the end, you know, the client saying, Oh my gosh, this this website that I have is so slow and that's usually why, you know, what finally gets them to come to one of us to rebuild it. So tell people, you know, give us some background on why website load time is so important and what's going on there. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, probably today, one of the the biggest uh, things of why you want a fast loading site is that Google's using it in their uh, search ranking algorithm. So they're starting to give preference to sites that are faster and load faster. Um, You know, and and that's that's a critical factor today because you definitely want to rank well on Google with all the, the money that you may or may not be pumping into into good SEO. <laughs> well, yeah, we you know everybody wants it immediately right now. So you go to Google and you search, you know, running shoes, you know, I'm in New York, you know, and I want to find a good running shoe store. Running shoe store in New York. I want that answer immediately. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's got to factor into the actual search engines um, about how you would rank. So what else is going on? Well, I, on, on that note, I, I think I read somewhere uh, a while ago that um, it's something like, and this seems low to me, but they said 47% of users expect the website to load in two seconds or less. Uh-huh. But I'm thinking, you know, it's probably 99% of people, you know. Wow, you hang out with some really patient people. (laughs) Well, There there was a study a while ago um, that involved Amazon and and Google and some other big sites, and Mm -hmm. and they they said that just a one-second delay in page load time can lead to uh, like a, it's like a 7% loss in conversions. Wow. Okay. That's the number right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what the name of the game, I mean, why build a website if you don't want people to come and convert? So yeah. That's, exactly. That, yeah. That's astronomical. I mean, it may, you know, somebody for a small company might not think that's a big deal, but the moment that you're trying to convert and you're actually trying to sell on your website, it's over. 
<laughs> Time is money, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So a lot of the questions kind of uh, kind of came in two categories in my in the way I see it. Some of them were, what are the things I can do by myself in order to speed my website up? And then there was, okay, what am I really going to need to pay someone to do? So can you break it down for us on that? What are some some easy things that people can do? When I say easy. We're going to put those in quotes because you might think it's easy. <laughs> but what do you think some things you know people should be looking at that are more surface to speeding up their website? All right. Well, I think the one of the number one things that uh, that to take into consideration is choosing a good hosting provider. And the hosting provider is, is the, the company that basically serves up your website. They run the web server. Um, that's where you host your site. And there's a lot out there that um, really in this case, it comes down to spending the, spending the right amount of money to get the quality of service that you need. And obviously, different sites have different needs. So, you know, you need to pick a service that, that addresses those needs. You know, obviously, you know. Uh, a travel blog or, or a, a site that isn't getting a lot of traffic isn't going to need the full power that, say, a full-fledged e-commerce site right. um, is going to need. So, uh, I find that a lot of people, when I ask them who's hosting their website, they don't even know. They so, don't even yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> so start there. Find out who's, who's hosting your website. Um, but yeah, that that could be it. Could be as simple as them having it on a company that just really doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of bandwidth, a lot of uh, server uh, space. Correct. Well, I think what happens a lot of times, especially with with maybe some of the bigger companies, is that they oversell the servers, and so. You know, it only takes one or two sites, especially if you're on like a shared hosting plan, it only takes one or two sites to suck all the bandwidth down and then leaving the rest of people with, you know, with nothing. So, right. um, so it could be as simple as changing your your hosting provider. What kind of questions could they ask a new hosting provider to figure out, you know, is this going to work for me? Well, some of the questions to ask are, well, first, look at the uptime you want at least an uptime score of nothing less than 99%. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of tells you how stable the network and the hosting environment is. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even worse than a slow loading website is one that doesn't load at all. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah, wah. There should be like yeah. that, that you know, sound on the internet. So, okay, so what are some other uh, easy, quote, quote unquote, easy things that some people can look at? Well, you know, a lot of them have different plans. So they've got the shared hosting and that's where you're on a server with a number of different other sites and, you know, it could be hundreds of sites. Uh, there's a virtual private server where it's basically a virtual server that's, you're basically the only one on it Mm -hmm. and it gives you a little bit more performance. And then if you really need, you know, the ultimate and peak performance, uh, there's like a dedicated hosting solution, which is like your own, uh, physical server. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> it would be. <laughs> That's what I'd like to be <laughs> okay. And you know what? You, you should go with a company that is able to scale as your site grows. So you don't want to get locked into, well, you know, I'm stuck with one processor and this much RAM and this much bandwidth. You want a service, and most of them do this, be able to expand that as your site grows because, you know, as you get more and more clients, more visitors to your site, it uses more resources. So you want to be able to expand to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. And you should expect to have to pay more for that service, correct? You should expect to have to pay more, okay. yes. I'd like to just put that in there. <laughs> so what are some other things that could be maybe tripping things up that don't have to do with the hosting server? What, what, what could be causing a problem of slowing things down for people on their website? 
Well, it could be uh, the theme or the framework that you're using. And here I'm referring specifically to uh, WordPress sites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some uh, there's a lot of like theme forests, for example. They've got lots and lots of themes to choose from on there, but they're not all necessarily, you know, coded the greatest. And so <laughs> you could get into something that that really bogs your site down. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even the the site uh, the theme that I have used most often divi can at times be be pretty slow but there's there's a lot out there i there was a uh, a site that i saw the other day where they kind of uh, went through and tested and ranked a lot of the the more popular uh, themes and frameworks and so oh, they listed cool. out uh, yeah they listed out some of the themes that tested really fast uh-huh. how, how would someone like what do you remember where that was if you do if you don't on the spot you can give it to me and i'll put it in the show notes but that would be a great resource uh for people how else would they be able to check their speed site what are some places that you go to for that well some of the great uh there's three great tools for testing the the speed of your site the first one that i use is called pingdom p-i-n-g-d-o-m the other is google page insights and the third is gt metrics yeah Uh, and they'll show you all kinds of information about about how your site loads i mean even gets down to uh you know individual components you know like the css and the javascript you know how long each of those Mm -hmm. uh, calls is taking uh, to load. Wow. So if you really wanted to check it out, it's not just, oh, yes, I'm confirming for you it's it's running slowly. It could tell you what's running slowly and help you take that to an expert and say, look, I know this is this is the problem. This is what I need to fix. Or confirm, really, you've been talking with someone and they say this is the problem. You know, a lot of people listen to these podcasts because they're trying to get to the bottom of things they're hearing versus what they, you know, what, what's the what's the truth? What's really going on here? You know, a lot of people um, are inexperienced, and so they're feeding them stuff they've heard from other people. But these are great resources that people can go and test really with a third party, a trusted source to find out what is going on. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, and they're and all three of them are free. So you can just put oh, you just see, put your URL in and <laughs> put your URL in and and wait for them to test your site. Right, and prepare and, to and, be scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all of them, so all of them give you like a grade. Mm-hmm. And they all give you information and advice on on how to fix the mm-hmm. problems. Cool. So I like to use uh I look. I use all of them, but the Google Page Insights—they really get into detail about how how to go about uh, fixing mm-hmm. the slowness issue. Cool. Well, let's stay on this track because I like these little tips. Um, a couple of the questions that came in had to do with people wondering if their uh, if their images, their their photos, especially with people now going with large hero, you know, images on the front page and things like that. They were very concerned that uh, the wrong images are causing their website to slow down. What's the truth to that? Uh, they definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've I've worked with a few clients where they had uploaded like massive full res, you know, thirty megabyte <laughs> image files, <laughs> you know, and it's it's just not needed for for internet usage. You know, you're not going to upload, you know, like a five thousand by four thousand pixel image when you're only going to be using it like four hundred by three hundred pixels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you know it's important to crop the images and size them according to to the usage. Right. Um, there are uh, there are some plugins that you can use um, for your images that are already uploaded 
and again I'm referring to a WordPress site okay. so there's like smush uh, which will compress uh, your images there's uh, uh, what is it ImageFi and short pixel okay and so also it's important to, to select the correct type of image that you use too so like three of the three of the I would say three of the ones that you would consider would be a JPEG, uh, a PNG, or or a GIF. And those are the most common. What I think sometimes when I deal with clients, they don't know where they got these other EPS files or something else, and they, mm -hmm. they just don't know where they came from, and they don't know how to convert them, and so they just use them. Um, yeah. You know, and that that's that's causing problems. People aren't realizing that you know really the PNG the JPEG and the GIF is really is ideal for web stuff. So that's, that's great. They could just easily go into the back end and look in their media file and see what they actually have. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I typically use JPEGs for you know, like photographs and stuff that have a lot of uh, color uh, variation in them. PNGs are great because they've got a transparent, you know, you can put a transparency on them. So they're great for like logos where you need to place them on multiple different colored backgrounds. And GIFs, if you want, uh, GIFs operate a lot of the same way as PNGs do, except you can actually animate a GIF if you would want to. Oh, and we want to. <laughs> That's what makes websites so interesting. <laughs> so. It's also, I think, an, also another point of confusion is a lot of people, when they're when they're saving their JPEG files, you know, they instantly slide that thing all the way up to, you know, 100%. But really... You can get away with 60 or 70, and that provides still really good quality uh, that you're not going to notice a difference and a much smaller file size, which is going to load a lot quicker in the browser. Okay. okay. Well, before we go into a few technical things where you could totally geek out, nerd out, you know, for me, that's totally great. There, there are other, you know, people listening to the podcast who really are dying for us to move on. But why don't you give me one more tip that, you know, us quote, uh, quote unquote, normal people could use to speed up our websites. Any one last thought about that? Yeah, I would, uh, I would recommend using a caching plugin if you're using WordPress. Okay. And uh, caching basically creates a static version of your content, and it serves that static content to your site rather than a dynamic content because the dynamic content basically requires multiple queries to your database and pulling content from different locations, and that can add a lot of, a lot of time. Um, so the caching plugin reduces the number of database queries, which can speed your site up. Right. So that means like for, you know, people like normal people like me. <laughs> so as you're looking at the website, it's the, the caching plugin is uh, storing those images static because it knows what's already there. So it's just loading the things only that you're looking at, correct? Only the things you're currently working on. Correct. And using all the space and the memory, you know, for that. But it's it's not basically letting it work on a million other things that are going on in your site at the same time, right? Right. It's just a static version of your of your site. So let's be honest about what the problems are. If you are using a caching plugin and you make updates to your website, what could be the negative, um, you know, results of using a caching plugin? Well, if you don't have the settings set correctly, you could run into a situation where people aren't. Uh, seeing your most recent content. Um, I've also had it conflict a lot of times with some uh, backup 
applications, right. backup plugins. Right. Super yeah. important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And anytime that you're going to be running any updates on your site, uh, you probably want to just disable that quickly. Ooh, that's a good thought too. So yeah, so if you're getting people calling and, and they're talking to you, looking at your site, saying, no, I'm looking at that, and you're seeing something different than what your user is, is seeing, that's probably a caching problem. It most likely will be a caching problem. Mm -hmm. yep. Or the person is out of their mind. Yeah, they're out of, yeah. <laughs> Let's not rule that out, Matt. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to let you geek out, nerd out. Why don't you give us like one, two, three, four, something like that of some things that as an expert you would do right off the cuff to speed up a website. So get get all nerded out. Go. <laughs> what do you do? Uh, what do I do? Well, I do all the stuff. Mm-hmm. In addition to using the caching plugin, use uh, gzip compression, which will compress the files that are being delivered uh, into a single file, uh, much like a zip file works. Um, CDNs are a great option as well. Those are like a distributed uh, network of caching servers um, that will all kind of work together to quickly serve up web content. And it's it works really good for if you've got uh, like a, a multinational site where you've got visitors from all around the world. Um, I like everything multinational. Multi, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, running WordPress, you'll probably want to uh, optimize your WordPress database at some point. Right. Um, which is important because as your site grows, you know, there's a lot of stuff that gets in there that, uh, you know, could be, probably needs to be flushed out. Mm -hmm. Is that, do you find that that's really the number one issue for people who've had a site for a lot of years that they don't realize how much stuff is in there? It can be. Um, I mean, when you think that the database, the WordPress database is where pretty much everything is stored. I mean, all of your posts, all of your pages, your plugins, you know, mm -hmm. typically will create tables in the database, uh, all your spam comments. And we know how many yeah. spam comments we get these days. Yeah. Um, I you think know, that's it, you get a pretty large thing. database pretty quick. Yeah. We are constantly going out and cleaning out spam, uh, spam messages. And that's, yeah, people not keeping current with that can really be a problem yeah Ugh. so you can use uh, and WordPress there's plugins like WP optimize you can go in and you can clean up your database and defragment tables and stuff like that mm -hmm. cool okay couple more nerd nerd issues here uh, disable hot linking and content leaching <laughs> Especially if you've got okay, so yeah, yeah, here we just stumbled on 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 an interesting issue. This is basically more something that you don't want it it doing. So what are we disabling here? Allowing hot linking. Basically, what that means is someone can use an image or anything off of your site, and they just use the URL to it. So on their own site, so all that bandwidth is coming from you, and that can slow down your web server. Oh, that, you know, so many people are going and, and using hot linking and, uh, you know, you, it's unbeknownst to you. So, um, yeah. so without disabling that, you would never know. Um, and I, this is something I certainly have never done myself. So this is something I absolutely call an expert for. W what else do people need an expert for? Uh, 
you probably would want to call someone in if you're not familiar with your current version of PHP mm -hmm. um, and how to go about updating that. Mm -hmm. would, uh, would you update it or would you be replacing it with something else? What would, what would you be looking for? Well, most likely you would be doing that through uh, your host. Uh, the back, uh, you log into your admin console of your host, like a cPanel, and you would want to um, run the update, especially if you're using anything older than version 5.6 at this point. Version 7 is out now. And I recently read uh, a great article that showed the performance and speed increases that 7 gives over 5.6. Oh, so it's significant because not all the not yeah. all the the changes like really made any kind of a speed difference. So that's interesting. Yeah, and it's uh, I guess in a, in some ways you have to be a little cautious because if you're using some older plugins or older themes, they might not be entirely compatible with version right. seven. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so I think there there's actually some plugins you can run that will check all your plugins and everything and make sure that they're. Um, version 7 compatible. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so let I, I want to ask you just like some crazy things that you've seen out there and um I, I okay, I'm going to tell you the story. This I've never had a, a podcast episode where I could really tell the story and it really be completely relevant, but no joke, I got a call from um a friend of mine down in El Salvador and she refers business up to us uh, occasionally, so I was talking with her. I was going on an actual school site seriously, like a private international school. Uh -huh. And um, so we were looking at the site and I, uh, you know, she sent me a couple links after we looked at a few things and she sent me some links. So the rest of the night I got off the phone with her and I started going through the website. Pre prepare for this because this is the funniest like website story you're ever going to hear, I guarantee you. Um, but if you have a better one, you feel free to up to one up me, okay? Okay. <laughs> um, so that night I was like, okay, well, let me look at some of these, uh, let me look at some of these pages and see what's going on and what we could do because basically it looked like 1982 called and, you know, was delivering to me a website. I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is so painful. So I'm looking at it and I am not joking. I would pull up a random page and it would like there would be a farting noise. I'm not joking. I'm like, what? And I'm in my office. And I mean, my whole team are just a bunch of pranksters. So I was sitting there. I was like, that is okay. What I'm looking around thinking they put a fart machine in here. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going through my stuff. I'm like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, I'm going through a couple more pages. It's getting kind of later at night. I'm by myself in the office. And I click on another page and sure enough, like somebody rips one. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Finally, I realized that, you know, somebody has gone in and hacked their system. And, you know, I I'm sure this is a student <laughs> who's done this. But no, here's the funny thing. No one noticed. They were calling me about their website because of loading times, about some other things and branding. Nobody there had ever had the volume up looking at their website. So they had no idea they at all. They had no idea. And then I then put me in the position where I'm telling her this the next day. I'm like, so you know how it farts, right? <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, just turn your volume up. Go, go, you know, browse around a little bit. And it, somehow it, was, it wasn't on particular pages, but it was just a total random thing. So that funny story leads me to the, the, the ideas about around security with websites. So I guarantee you will not hear that story on another podcast. <laughs> 
<laughs> and for the sake of not like, you know, just completely embarrassing them, I won't put that in the show notes, which actual site it was, <laughs> which is funny because I was the bearer of bad news, but I did not actually win that account. Can you imagine? It's kind of a bummer. Have you ever run across something just crazy where someone got into a website and wreaked havoc like that? Uh, I've never run across the farting website. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of hope I do one day. Now. I know, right? Okay, well, I'll give it to you secretly. We'll see if you still have it up. <laughs> so let's 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 end the podcast with maybe one or two security issues that you feel like you know. If I have a message to the world, please do this to your website and uh, you know and and to keep it more secure. Can you give us a couple of tips for security? Definitely, because that is so important today, because like like we said at the beginning uh, of the podcast, I mean, websites are just constantly being being probed by bots and, and all kinds of other things, you mm-hmm. know, looking for ways to get in. So probably the most important thing is to uh, keep your WordPress updated, you know, run those updates. I mean, I've been in sites where it's literally been years and no updates have been run, yeah. you know, and those WordPress updates that come out are are key for uh, security patches and all kinds of good stuff. So keep WordPress updated, keep the plugins and the themes, keep everything updated. Uh, and then also on top of that, uh, before you do the updates, make sure you're making regular backups. Mm. Uh, because if you don't have a backup to fall back on and you get hacked, you know, say some hacker does a... Uh, you know, a SQL injection attack on your site and, mm-hmm. you know, you not don't know where the... all that stuff is, <laughs> not you can all fall hacking... back on a backup. Right. Not all the hacking is going to be as harmless as inserting fart noises. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um... you know, backing up your site is is really, really important. I, I on all my client sites, I do a daily database backup and I do a weekly full site backup. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, one of the other things that comes up for me a lot of times is I realize that people have the same password they had the day that the the webmaster finished their their website on the last iteration. Do you find uh-huh. that a lot? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, uh, even today in 2018, the most common password used is one, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> just real okay i thought you were gonna say it's password (laughs) that's probably number two right right oh my gosh well can you give us one um other tip maybe a favorite plugin or something like that that you have that helps people with security uh i always i always put word fence on and i just use the free version because it's it, it works pretty well okay what does that do uh it's like a firewall and a scan for your um your WordPress. And so it, it does things like prevents brute force attacks. Um, if someone's using a bad, uh, trying to use like uh, an ad, admin user account, which by the way, you shouldn't be using admin uh, as a user account. Mm, another, another security <laughs> tip. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, will, it will lock that IP address out. Mm. You know, it doesn't stop people from changing their IP, which, you know, hackers know how to do. But, right. Um, it's just another little thing that you can add on top of all these other things. Mm-hmm. I use two-factor authentication on my site. How would someone implement that? No, it's called uh, Google Authenticator by Mini Orange. And basically, you install that on your WordPress, and then you're able to use the uh, Google Authenticator app to get the code. 
So you put in your usual username and password, but then the next screen is a place where you put in the code that you get off your app. So awesome. unless someone has that app, yeah, uh, it'd be more difficult to get into your site. Well, this is serious stuff, and I and you know, it, I feel like a lot of times, you know, our warnings fall on deaf ears, and until someone's site goes down. You know, they, you know, they, they don't want to be hassled with it, but I feel like a lot of times it's because it is difficult if you're not an expert, you know, website building and maintenance is, is not simple. Um, but sometimes it feels like getting a straight answer from um, web developers has not always been the easiest thing. So I really appreciate you coming on, giving us some straight answers. And I want to make sure that everybody knows where to find, where to find Matt. Um, look him up at mkwebdevelopment.com. You can see his work there and, and um, connect with him. Do you have any other way you like people to connect with you directly? Uh, if people want to email me uh, with additional questions, uh, yeah, I'm welcome to field any any additional questions and help in any way I can. Awesome. Well, we take uh, we also you know we're always checking, of course, our Facebook feed, our um, our blogs. We'll have a blog that will go up with this. Um, if you want to send something to us at Ponderings from the Perch and have more questions for Matt, we'd be ha- happy to have him back on. Um, obviously, you can see he's very knowledgeable. So get your questions as specific as you possibly can, and we'll get him back on. I'll strong arm him into coming somehow, right? <laughs> Maybe I'll promise you another crazy web story. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, let's do the next one from Bali. Oh, see, now this is getting better. See, you know how what I said about multinational, (laughs) this is all coming true now, Matt. (laughs) If we could do one from the beach, you know, that would be awesome. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I I just needed a Mai Tai to figure into this website. (laughs) That's going to be my hero image on it. Here's here's the hero image of us sitting on the beach. That would be really awesome. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on and enlightening us with, you know, what's going on with, uh, with website load times, with really speeding things up and making things easier, but also giving us a couple of questions that we can, you know, really, you know, dive in and figure out what's going on on websites and also how to keep us more secure, which is becoming more and more important. So I really appreciate you coming on. Well, you're very welcome. So from Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast, this has been Priscilla McKinney along with Matt Koenig from MK Web Development. And whatever you do today, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.